Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 4 of Guild Fellows, The Quiet Cataclysm. Before we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, both players and characters. Hannah, will you begin? I am Hannah, playing Winnie, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? I'm Brennan, playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Fira. And Rob? I'm Rob. I'm playing Magnus Vale, the master of day and night, wizard extraordinaire, and somebody who's trying to turn his brother into a frog. <laughs> uh, how did we get here? How did we get here? <laughs> and I am Amelia Som, your GM for the game. So let's just, you know, cut straight to the part of the story everyone is waiting to hear continue. Brennan, what's Arcos been doing? <laughs> I am almost positive that is not the part of the story. <laughs> I need some Arcos in my life right now. Yeah, it's been a while um, yeah, since we've heard from Arcos. You're, you're just trying up to a... delay the... <laughs> what, mm-hmm. Sorry, what? You oh, first. <laughs> I was just saying it's been a while since we've heard from Arcos, and I feel like that's, you know, I think that's the most natural part to continue from based on where we left off. I'm trying to figure out if this is merciful to, to, to Rob to allow him to stew in the frog juices 
Um, or if this is if this is a punishment, but well, I guess we'll we'll see how the frog juices go. Um, Arcos <laughs> is <laughs> Arcos is uh, currently gathering um, gathering some of the soldiers ready for uh, ready to raid the camp upon the signal, which I'm sure I remember from last week. Um, after Winnie uh, completes an infiltration. So just uh, finding some choice recruits who aren't going to get murked in the first wave. Yeah. Um, who are you looking for? Um, it would be great to find some of our... Uh, so this the stealth part, I imagine, is going to be ending either before or with uh, Arcos and the crew. So um, we'd probably be looking for some heavier... Um, some some big guns, maybe not stealthy people, but uh, anybody with a good amount of armor and strength on them. Yeah, um, easy enough to find a handful. I mean, you all handpicked these warriors. I assume there's probably a couple other followers of Firia who um who you would have brought, uh, who tend to be heavy hitters. Now, you guys were, if I'm not mistaken, supposed to be coming up with a distraction. Oh yes, distraction. I have, a, I do have a distraction planned, <clears throat> and that distraction is a fire we are lighting in the forest on a, a different direction from which we will be attacking. Okay, so if you guys um, were coming through the east gate. You made camp on the northern side of this area. So do you want to make like a fire like from the south? Yeah, I think that that would make sense. We can just uh I bet I could I bet I could go it alone, right? Minimize detection and uh then just be right back. Yeah, how are you gonna how are you gonna do this wildfire like gender reveal party or what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a military grade ordinance that can blow up several houses with me. Um, you just keep that on you. <laughs> I, I I guess I reveal a lot of genders for some reason. No, not really. I I, <laughs> uh, I have a. Uh, I feel like I would start pretty simple and just use a just use my survival kit, get some flint and steel, and if it doesn't work, just whisper a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna go. So you you break off uh, toward the south. You're going outside of the city walls to uh, start a wildfire. Um, yeah. So you got like you got your flint and steel. What are you gonna catch on fire first? Uh, <laughs> how are you, how are you gonna like, do this? Gather some tinder. Uh, are, are there any like? Is there some dead grass around? Um, all the Maybe. grass here is dead. Forest. Most of the trees here are either monstrously twisted none of them look well um they're all in some ways corrupted some uh the top halves have broken off it looks like parts have just rotted no longer able to support their own weight so mm, okay plan b i'm gonna take out uh two of my torches okay and flint and steel light uh both of them um and then uh, would I be permitted to say uh, say a prayer to uh, to enlarge the flame or at least the smoke? 
Yeah, go ahead and give me um oh what's the word in this system? There's a specific I forgot it too. I'm looking. That that there's skill one check? of the Or what, what? are you saying? Not so the I skill said... check. Uh the 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 sixth skills, hold on. Attributes. attributes. Attributes? Yeah, the attributes. I'm trying to remember which attribute. Spirit. Agility, smart, spirit, strength, vigor. Spirit. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's here's the die. Here's the die. Here we go. Um, that is a ten. Okay. Well, do I do I get the wild card too? Yes. That is a thirteen. Okay, so with the thirteen, as you light, uh, as you light your torches, you hold them outward from yourself like a beacon. And as you close your eyes and mutter a prayer up to Furia, there's this like moment of pause within yourself. Are you sure this is what you want to do? Is like a feeling that you get, not a specifically articulated sentence. I feel like I would hold my breath for a second, but Arcos is pretty sure of himself at this point in time, so... He can't have a bad idea. Whatever. And as that assuredness washes over you from the core of yourself outward, once that wave sort of hits your fingertips, extends up the torch, the light at the top dims and condenses inward almost dying and in that one moment it explodes outward above yourself you're kind of holding this torch up and in front of you like a prayer and there's just this burst of white bright energy that sears anything i guess you're fairly tall if you're holding this up it's at least like 10 feet or so in the air and it's almost as if everything at that level of the forest is just decimated and what's left up there catches on fire and around you the tree stumps also catch for probably uh, 50 feet in every direction you are now swallowed in an inferno Jesus that was (laughs) it's a boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that sounds pretty distracting (laughs) out of the out of the old frying pan and into the fire it seems um what are the chances somebody saw the uh, portable nuke that was just detonated a few yards from those city walls um yeah how far how far south of the walls were you going so there's like a hundred foot gap in between the city walls and the forest how far into the forest did you go um i would say probably a good half mile yeah so i would say for anyone who uh, was keeping watch in any capacity the the sort of it it wasn't quite the noise of an explosion um, more like the sound like a water balloon makes when it hits the ground like there wasn't a, there wasn't a cacophonous like booming sound but there was this just sort of like release um, and it was initially a very bright burst that has now settled into a much more reasonable flame uh, and anyone who was looking, who was outside or who was on the city wall is likely able to see that. 
Alright, I'm gonna stick both torches in the ground. Um, and just, just stick them there for a bit. Um, oh boy. I didn't think the, the rotted plant life would catch this easily. Uh, w would I be able to tell how easily I started, like, a wildfire, like a California wildfire? Or, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out my, my crimes against Mother Nature here. Um, like, like, right now, everything in at least a 50-foot radius of you is caught on fire. Um, it is difficult to, uh, it's, it's, you're now starting to literally feel the heat. Um, you do not know how to contain this. I mean, you've seen fires destroy forests. There's nothing really to say whether or not, um, like this could, this could turn into something bigger. It could die down. There's not a whole lot of rain in this area. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, but fuck it. This place is, plan, this, this place is plan. trashed anyway. Plan B, right? plan B, plan B. Um, uh, okay, plan B. Um, fear is the god of of, of balance and, and, and things that are. Would, would I be able to pray for rain? <laughs> Distraction's definitely been made. Fire has served its purpose. <laughs> can, I, um, can I call upon rain, please? Yeah, you... You kind of in a semi-panic call for rain to come down and go ahead and make another uh, another check for me oh god uh, that is a four so with that four you pray for rain and in reaching out toward your god you are sort of faced with a sort of metaphysical mirror instead of hearing Furia's voice or getting any specific feedback from them a yes or a no you get that certainty that you had right before you prayed to Furia for a cleansing flame And you were certain of it. And these are the consequences. Okay. Um, I'm going to run real quick to... Uh, let's see, we're south of it. If it reaches the enemy camp, it reaches the enemy camp. You know, whatever. It, um, but can I run to the south? And... God, what do I even do in this situation? Uh, the trees are rotted, right? Um, would I be yeah, strong enough them. to, to as a forest giant, would I be strong enough to knock one or two down if they're rotted enough and create a barrier in the flame? Like, what do you mean create a barrier? So if there's, if it's going from treetop to treetop, if I could make a clearing around it so it's not jumping from treetop to treetop. Yeah, so this is like a hundred foot diameter circle of trees that are on fire. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I don't think you well, can. Just think, what would Magnus do? 
in this situation. Magnus would do something with time. I don't yeah, have he would that. just stop time and stop the trees from burning. <laughs> no, set the fire and leave. That's there's a card for that. <laughs> set the fire and run. <laughs> at the at the end of the day, if it's out of my hands, it's it's uh, it is out of uh, out of my hands. This um, is the spookiest forest of all time. Honestly, let it burn. If it burns, it is literally on a volcano. Um, if you didn't do it, the volcano it was probably volcano. going to do it. Ah, responsibility. Okay. Um. I guess. I guess I'm going to say a quick prayer of penance just in case this was the wrong thing to do, and then head back after creating the distraction. Yeah. Um. You head back. What do you think the city's uh, uh, firefighting force is like? Well-funded and well-trained? I'm sure uh, all the Browl taxpayer money goes towards that. I'm on team burn the Browl, <laughs> so I hope bad. It's just the collateral damage. I found, one, to... I found one dude who I need to turn into a frog, and then everyone else we can we can just burn. When That's he cool. sees the fucking flames from the north <laughs> side of the fucking village, and it's like... No, it's on the south. What the, what the or fuck? You're no, I know. Side. I'm saying it's like so yeah. visible from the other side. <laughs> yeah, Winnie, you definitely see that explosion of light. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a distraction. It sure is. Um, yeah. So uh, as you make that quick little prayer of penance and start heading out. Winnie, as you've taken out, uh, I think three or four of the guards. Uh, I think we took out five, and there were three left. Yeah, there were three. I remember there being three left. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one on the ground, two on the walls. Uh, shortly after you, in a, in a magnificent display of cunning and stealth, silently <laughs> take out over half of the guards on watch. As you are planning to regroup, I assume waiting for the other ones to come into view before you uh, snipe them off, there is an explosion to the south. You see a large sort of like circular wave of light rush outward. There is very clearly a fire and smoke in the distance. It is a dark night and uh, you can see the, the yellow red flames begin to start growing in the distance. Okay. Do the guards react in any sort of way to that? Um, yes. You see one guard who was in the tower, uh, who you had not accounted for, begins sort of running uh, along the wall toward the southern end of the city to get a better look. And um, the other guard seemed to be doing so as well. The ones on the wall and the ones on the ground, uh, the gate is starting to open and you can see a small group of about five people are just rushing South to see what's going on. Okay. Are there any, I could uh, snipe stealthily without the other seeing. Um, in the group of five, probably difficult. You think you could probably get um, a couple of the people on the wall some of them are yelling, so now you do have to keep that in mind. But there mm -hmm. are going to be about four people on the wall. Um, one who's outside the city. Pretty soon, 
the uh, the ones who are running along the south wall are probably going to notice the bodies that you dropped earlier. Um. Okay, I'm going to take care of the ones on the wall, or at least try Excellent. to. Yeah. So there are. There's one who's closest, and then the other two will be coming from the far side. Okay. Um. Can I have? Winnie and Cassini do the closer ones, and then the other two on the other side do the farther ones? Yeah, that would probably make sense. Okay, cool. Um, I'm rolling for both of them? Yeah? Yes. Not great. Um, that is a five for the first shot. Is that for... Yeah, that's for the two of you together, yeah. Um, yes, actually, it's, also, it's not a five, it's a six. My bad. Okay, so... Um, First shot, um, I will say that with a five, you do get the uh, one soldier who you hadn't seen from earlier who exited the tower before they run into, well, at least if they see the dead body, they, they're they dead before they can do anything about it. Right. Okay. Um, so that one is dropped. The other <clears throat> two are still circling around, though. Okay, I'll roll for the other two on the other side, then. That's a ten. Okay, with a ten... Uh, that is enough to take out those two. One of them does end up falling forward, so they kind of fall out of the wall onto mm-hmm. the ground. Um, okay. The other ones are still are still there. So aside from by now, the uh, five people who are running seem to have made it past the ground cover. They cross that one that open hundred foot range and um, are investigating whatever happened to the south. Okay, so they're since we're on the north side. They're going south, so they're running away from me. For they're like You're going on the west side. Oh, okay. Um, so are they running into the village or on the outside of it? They ran out. So the 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 west gate that you guys were at, uh huh, or that you're scoping outside of, they ran out of that gate and are heading south. So they've they've gone back into the forest. So that explosion thing that was to the south of the city. Got so it. they're running toward that. They do not seem to have noticed you or um, if they had probably looked around, they would have seen the bodies of the two dead people uh, on the wall or who fell off the wall. Well, one of them fell. One of them was just there. But uh, they seem otherwise preoccupied by the wildfire growing in the south. Um, Okay. I'm trying to decide what to do here. Um, Would all... Four of us be able to hit one, like each of us hit one of them, or are the other two too far? Um, other two archers, I mean. The other two archers are closer to them than you are. Oh, okay. So could we uh, could we all reach them? Could we all be able to hit them from where we are? I don't know if you have the time to be able to quick draw. I will... Okay. I'll let you roll for it. I'm okay. going to say the target number is going to be I think it's going to be 8 if you want to hit them and you're going to have okay. to roll for each one and there okay. are 5 of them so it is unlikely you will get all of them okay um i'm going to do that then should i just still roll another shooting roll yeah okay that is a 9 for one of them mhm that's a seven, but I'll use a, a Benny to re-roll. Oh, wait, no, that was actually an eight. I didn't add my modifier, so I'm not using my Benny. Just kidding. 
That was an eight. My bad. Um, I need to remember to add that. <laughs> That's an 11 for the third one. Or, sorry, 12 for the third one. Oh, plus one. I need to not forget that. And that's another eight for the fourth one. Okay. So as you deftly take out the remaining guards who are uh, on the city wall in unison, you all turn your bows toward those who are running out to the south to investigate whatever happened. And at the exact same moment, you each release sending an arrow through the chest of four of these men. One who looks, yells something in a language you don't quite understand, or maybe it's a code, it's hard to say, and uh, darts even quicker into the forest, kind of looking back in the general direction from where you guys all are. Um, as this person yells, you can see more troops as you're looking through this western gate that you can kind of see into the city um, illuminated silhouettes and torchlight as this all happened in the dead of night you see there's a lot of mobilization and movement and things happening if you want to try to get inside the city walls or toward that tower now is probably your best bet okay yeah i'll do that i'll move towards the tower Okay, there's about a hundred feet of just clear, uh, like of a clearing between the tree line and the gate. Are you going to make a run for it? Yeah, I think so. Are you instructing your, uh, they're not friends, your compatriots. I yeah. mean, they might be friends. Are you uh -huh. instructing your compatriots to come with you or to fall back? Um, yeah, for them to come with me. Okay. Um, just like a hand signal. Go, go, go. Yeah. Go ahead and, uh, let's see. I'm wondering if it's, I think this might be a stealth role. I, actually, I would say athletics. This is, or you can, you could argue for something similar to athletics. This is to see how quickly you can close this distance. Agility? Agility, it would work, yeah. Let's go. That's a difference between a D8 and a D12. <laughs> Love let's that. Go, okay. Um, that's an eight. Okay. Yeah. With an eight, um, you are able to get in the tower. Are you going up the tower or yeah. are you going into the city? Yeah. Uh, with an to eight, get a vantage point of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, manage to get through the tower. There's one guard who seems to be, uh, sleeping and you can easily like knock him out or, yeah. I mean, you could kill him if you want. Yeah. I have a dagger. I'll just kill him. Yeah, uh, so you just stab this guy, and uh, you, in your group, make your way up. You have one person who has, you know, their sights set on the door. You have another one who's looking out the window, and is kind of just going to scrape the perimeter wall, I think. Um, I think it's likely that uh, Aralea is the one who's going to do a sweep of the upper wall to make sure no one appears on you, and you and Cassini are going up to the very rooftop where you've felt those two guards uh, at the beginning of all this and as you look out into the camp it is bustling with activity you can hear people yelling you can hear like a like a bell very loud sort of like triangle gong type noise as uh, 
there are soldiers in the barracks who are getting up. People are trying to figure out what exactly is going on. It is chaos. No one seems to have noticed you or everyone knows something is amiss. They do not know what is going on now. Um, is there anything specifically you want to do as you're watching the scene unfold before you? Um, I am just going to do a quick scan to make sure none of our allies like um, are because they've already teleported inside. Right. So I'm just like I'm looking to see if any of our allies are in there. And if they are, I'm going to watch their back from above. Yeah. Go ahead and give me um, give me a perception or notice. Okay. That is a nine. Um, with a nine, you don't immediately see any of your allies, and then it occurs to you that might be a good thing if they're yeah. sneaking around. Yeah. Because uh-huh. if you can't see them, it's likely that. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to look can. out for it in case anyone was in trouble. So that's good. Yeah, and uh, I will say that you keep doing that. Um, and we'll go back over to Magnus. So, Magnus, we're going back in time just a little bit sure. as uh, that explosion has not yet happened. You were creeping up at the bedside of some officer who you had immediately determined needed to be turned into a frog um and as you get close you see the familiar though severely burned and healed uh face of your younger brother what is going through magnus's head right now um magnus's mind like i think he is pretty good at in taking difficult information and sort of just being like, wow, that's a thing I was not expecting to learn or to see today. Um, and we're just gonna have to keep on moving. So like the like front part of his brain is still working on the spell to turn his brother into a frog. The other part of his brain is panicking because he realizes that one, his brother's alive, which was sort of news to him. And two, that he's going to have to talk to this kid now, which is going to be so difficult. Uh, and like Magnus, I think, is a little bit just like it's it's another thing on an already shit day where it's just like, fuck it, like her and might as well be here. Um, so that's what he's thinking. Yeah. Um, so that spell to turn people into frogs. Right. Yeah. So the spell is called, the power is called shape change. Now the the wording of it says the caster takes on the form of various beings, but it's I am willing to negotiate to make this happen on her end. Okay. Um. um yeah. So I'm thinking a little bit. Right. Right. As you begin casting this spell, you you know the limitations. That's never bothered you before. That's Magnus's whole thing. You are pushing the boundaries of what magical power can be. Um, you've spent your entire life 
learning when people told you that you had already hit the ceiling and that there was nothing else to find. So as you begin casting this spell, there is a part of you that realizes you're going to have to dig a little bit more out of whatever that ether is you pull magic from. The way spells are laid out and studied is often people, there's nothing that could stop anyone from writing their own shape change spell, right? You learned magic though by copying spells you would find here and there. They're like, it's kind of like coming up with a quadratic formula. Like there are other ways you can find the factors, but this is a tried and true way. So when you, when you start going off book on your macaron recipe, right? <laughs> Things can get pretty weird. So typically, it's kind of a no-no. You've done this sort of thing before, and maybe not with this spell. Um, some would argue that the, uh, the extent to which you meddle in space and time is definitely riding close to that barrier. Do you pull a little bit more than what's been apportioned to you in order to cast this spell on your baby brother. Uh Yeah, I think I think Magnus came up with this idea as a goof, but I think he knows that there's going to be no easy way to deal with her and that part of this needs to be like I need to, to to keep him away like I need to keep control of him in a way <laughs> that he isn't going to be a massive problem and being a frog just seems like a good solution to that <laughs> where like I can just like keep him in a terrarium for like a day until I figure out what the fuck it is I'm going to say to him um, so yeah Magnus is going to commit to this sure as uh, you take that that one moment where you have, you sort of acknowledge maybe to yourself maybe to whatever unseen forces move magic throughout the world that yeah you're taking a little bit more than you probably should but it's for the greater good and it seems like it'll be worth it in the long run um, you bring the spell casting to a close what does it look like when Magnus casts uh, cast spells um well it can it sort of looks like um yeah okay so it's not like it's not fully like doctor strange type like magic circles in the air or anything like that um magnus's first magic teacher talent was a shaman who who practiced like ritual magic that was very connected to like nature and like the uh like fundamental elements of uh, magic and stuff and so like part of his magic is a little bit like folktale-ish of like poofs of smoke and like random feathers and stuff sort of thing falling down as like something weird has now changed in the environment um when he's specifically doing time magic or messing with like space time um, it just looks like there's like a crease in the world where whatever he's being he's like casting something on um, like where it's just like shifted in time 
um, like we described with the behemoth uh, when you froze that. There's that like sort of uh, cut out um, and sort of showing that there's a different dimension being interacted with here. But I think with this spell, it's more of the folksy like uh, fairy tale sort of magic. Um, I think like maybe as he starts casting it, um, like some purple uh, smoke starts to swirl out of his uh, robe sleeve and gather and little lights sort of twinkle around it and as it sort of the spell sort of completes um, he dashes his hand into it like he's throwing some spices in um, and I think immediately feels like that pull in your legs when like you've just lifted a lot of weights and try to go upstairs like that ugh, as there's this sort of like poof of magic and um, a raven feather sort of like floats uh, slowly down onto the bed next to where I would hope there is a frog that is alive and well. Yeah, I, um, yeah, so I will rewind like halfway through your beautiful description and say sure. that uh, as Magnus goes in the final uh, flourish and raises his arm, you look down and you can see that part, uh, your your brother has awoken just slightly in a half daze and it seems maybe halfway to connecting what's just about to happen at least in the sense of person in room that is magnus casting spell and gets right after that is magnus to casting spell and that is when the the circuit and his brain is cut short as he is immediately transformed into a frog Uh, he begins hopping. <laughs> Magnus, Magnus is gonna scoop him up. Um, and and he, ha- if I can, do I need to roll to scoop? I him? would love for you to roll for that. <laughs> did, did need to roll to turn him into a frog? Magnus just is him. chasing a frog over the like hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> the Benny <laughs> Hill the theme is frog. playing. Give me an agility <laughs> check. Um, I would love to give you an agility check. Um, uh, it'd be my favorite thing. Um. Ooh, okay, so my d6 exploded, so that's going to be 8 plus 6. So that's going to be 19 total. That's so dumb. To, sc- <laughs> to scoop up my brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as he begins jumping quite aggressively... Uh, mid- no, where are you going? Mid-hop, you you're able to stick out your hand and catch him in the air. No harm coming to their tiny uh, frog body. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I think Magnus, uh, in preparation for this, like has um, an enchanted jar um, terrarium sort of deal that's like slightly bigger on the inside to house like like an animal that he would like to catch. Um, if you'll allow that preparation, if not, I, I can just like hold him dear. But otherwise, yeah, okay. So I'm gonna put the frog in a jar. Um, it's got little air holes. Don't worry. It's com- completely humane. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because like Winnie just straight up murked a dude earlier, and it's like, no, don't worry. We got we got little air holes in here <laughs> for the little frog. <laughs> um, Magnus, I think, is like holding this jar <laughs> with his frog brother in it, and is like looking at this frog, and it just like quietly to himself is just like. I am such a terrible brother. This is not going to go over well. 
um and he's gonna like put the jar away um so with him is Ilya, yannick and then soldiers right like yannick's company yeah i think i don't know if yannick i i thought maybe that they sent the other two elsewhere okay so it's just me and uh Ilya, or i think it might be just i think it's just you and yannick i think Ilya went with the other two uh little sneaky sneaks but I thought she teleported us in. She did. And then you guys split up. Oh, I'm, right. So yeah. they're they're going to clear the rest of the building, I guess? Or yeah. just like Okay, so they're just they're just killing people as they wake up. That's great. That's what I want them to do. Um uh, So are where are we in terms of like the like are we close to the roof, like in terms of like elevation? Um, I think yeah, you'd have to go. Uh, but I think you're on the upper floor. Yeah, I think that, actually um, I think there might be one floor in between you and this in the roof. Okay. Um, uh, so Magnus presumably sees like the big flash of like light in the fire out uh, on the south side of town, right? Um. Or does he see that? I I don't know if because of the way the walls and and things are that you would actually see that like from the window because you're like in camp in a second story thing um you do hear something happen and then you also hear the camp and the bells and the gong and there is tons of movement by now okay so the jig is up um right so uh yannick let us move to the roof if we can i need to see what's going on in the battlefield follow me and uh takes you up there um so like surveying the scene i <laughs> yeah, okay. up to the roof <laughs> of this building um as it is so late and there's so much commotion you feel pretty comfortable just kind of standing here getting a look there is a lot of movement um it looks like a very particular kind of organized chaos um like as if there there are troops of soldiers who are repeating things that have been drilled into them constantly, but there's still a little bit of manic energy in the air. As you are on the second floor, you can now see that far to the south, there is uh, a, a fire growing um, in what's left of the forest. There are troops um, and people. Some are... Uh, it looks like some people are assembling. It looks like some people are evacuating materials. There's a lot of ruckus going on. And Winnie, you notice two figures uh, climbing out of the top of a building. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to watch them intently and kind of <clears throat> check their surroundings to make sure nobody notices them. But if Magnus sees Winnie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Magnus sees her waving, um, and what he's going to do immediately, um, he's going to, I guess, assume that Arcos is probably where the giant flame is <laughs> outside of town, since he gave, he was big, on team big distraction. shrug. Yeah. From Winnie. <laughs> okay. Um, Magnus is going to conjure two of his smoke ravens, um, and he's going to send one to Winnie and one to Arcos. Um, they're both just, like, on impact when they hit you both um you're gonna hear magnus whisper um i have who we need we're ready to end the fight cool okay <laughs> see some thumbs up 
Argos uh, is gonna stop yeah, himself from talking back to the Raven. Um, <laughs> it's like after enough years of this, he's figured out that it doesn't work both ways. But he's like, oh. <laughs> so are there a lot of troops concentrating like in the like middle of the town now? Since they're all like waking up and flooding out. Um, some of them are congregating in the town. Uh, you can see that there have been a few groups who have already dispatched out west uh, to the road. Um, but yes, it, there's there's just a lot of general movement. You can hear people are basically only congregating insofar as they receive orders from an individual and then they move elsewhere. Hmm. I see. So I sort of want to figure out a way to like take advantage of the fact that i'm like overlooking a lot of these people um mm-hmm. and like like what can i do that's going to be like a good area of effect attack I freeze them um, freeze them in time <laughs> that is sort of my whole thing right yeah um freeze the whole camp in a dome Stephen king style <laughs> i don't know <laughs> That he sort of has the legs to, like, freeze selectively all the enemies in this camp. That's sort of a big ask. But I sort of liked... So none of our, like, main troops are, like, in the town square. Besides, like, the people that are in my building and the people that are with Hannah, right? Yeah, unless you instructed them to do so, no. No. So the rest of our troops are... are were being commanded by Arcos are waiting outside of the town. Mm-hmm. So I think Magnus, not not knowing that Arcos already tried to do this, um, you you described it at over Mount Vrular, right? There's all of these like huge thunderhead storm clouds and like big lightning strikes. So there is a lot of water in the air, right? So there were no so like no. <laughs> there was a bunch of lightning and stuff at the top of mountains, but that's less of like thunderstorm and more like static light. like have you ever gone like hiking in mountains yeah like you can't be at the summit like in the middle of the day like i mean this is my experience with rockies because like lightning storms just happen mm. okay so it was more so it's more like day. over on the mountaintops than it is down here like you it took you like half a day to walk from ha- the halfway point of the mountain to get like in this area so it is like a few miles away okay um, so change of plans then. Um, Magnus would like to, uh, cast an illusion spell, like make a spell casting check to turn the fire and smoke that, uh, Arcos created into a, like, uh, illusioned form of Arcos himself and, like, make it look like he is, like, towering above the tree line in this, like, smoke and fire <laughs> Just, like, an illusion to do that. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to burn some PowerPoints for that. Sure. Okay. Uh, How many do you think? I would say, I'm going to say three. Three is good. Okay. Um, It is a giant ass illusion. It's still just an illusion. Um, I'm also going to have you roll a skill. I think. Is there like a performance? Let's see. Uh, yeah, performance Performance is one. I think performance. There's also persuasion. I was thinking persuasion, but I feel like performance is better for like the... Right. Okay. I mean, unless the Arcos is going to try and cut him a deal, I assumed you just wanted to scare them shitless. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to scare them. Intimi- is there an intimidate one? Intimidation? Uh, there is an intimidation. 
I'm equally proficient in intimidation and performance, though. Okay. Um, you guys get a, I will give you. Art look. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I will give you your choice. I mean, it's the same number. Um, but if like okay, I will give you your choice since it's the same modifier. But uh, like, what are you having? Whatever one you choose is gonna be more of the energy that you that the illusion takes. So, like, if you want to go for, like, there's this evil being who is going to smite them and, like, I don't know if you want it to make noise or anything, but, like, to command something of them, I would say that's more intimidation. If you just want them there to be, like, this general confusion, like, oh, my God, there's this guy and there's, like, a bunch of lights and it's not directly at them, but just to be something that catches their eye and distracts them, that would be more performance. Um, I think, yeah, I think I want to keep this, like... I think I want to keep the confusion going and just like keep uh, all of these uh, corrupt, uh, you know, browed people to just like not be focusing on any of us because we have less numbers than them. So the more we can keep them confused, the better. So I think performance is what we're going to go for. Now, do you want me to roll the spell casting check too to cast the spell? Or are you gonna? Are we just saying that that succeeds, and I have to persuade that? Or um, does performance go ahead and make a spellcasting check just to see. Okay, okay that's seven, and then six explodes. Uh, so that's going to be uh, sixteen for the spellcasting check. Okay. Yeah. So with a sixteen, basically anything you want that. Not anything, anything. Like, you can't, like, rain meteors from the sky. But however you describe your illusion, you are able to succeed in that manner. Okay, cool. Um, and then now's the performance check mm -hmm. to see how successful we are. Okay, the four explodes. So that's a four and a two. So that's going to be seven total. Okay, so what exactly does this illusion look like as the flames begin to rise up into the night and take shape? What do the people see? Um, uh, what do they see? Um, is they see like the fire in the trees, that like red flame, start to like shoot um, and elongate up into a like torso that like suddenly like with the smoke it gets the texture of like an armored adonis like torso um <laughs> and then a face uh that looks similar to arcos's uh, with giant like fire red burning eyes and a huge hammer um with like smoke arms like tendriling up sort of like in a a whirlwind up into the sky like above the tree line um and he uh like lifts his smoke hammer up and like flame conjures itself in an illusion around it um just towering above almost like a uh heavy metal statue of liberty except if it was arcos instead of a, a lady <laughs> metal um as this towers above the camp in the tree line um yeah and that's what they see uh, uh as things well, continue to burn would arcos know if that was magnus or fear like they just did it or he did it. Like, would he know why there's a giant fire thing above him? I don't know. I, cause like, would I, 
Could I? I kind of want to know how I would react to that. Would I be able to roll to see if I could deduce that was Magnus, or am I? Um, give me a notice check. Got it. Uh, notice. Oh, D four notice. Thank goodness. Sees Magnus just conducting it in the background. Fantasia <laughs> style. Magnus vibing so hard on the top of this place. Yeah. Six explodes again? What the fuck? Where was that roll last time? Six, six, three, fifteen, seventeen. For some reason. Yeah. So you're kind of you're watching this happen, and there's a moment where you think perhaps it is Feria uh, giving you one last chance to sort of right this situation, and then you're looking and you see like the flame eyes and the movement and the way it <laughs> this fake Arcos moves. It reminds you of a very particular kind of flair that you associate heavily with Magnus. Like you've seen Magnus do illusions and you know how Magnus is very like shoot from the hip, do the big thing. And you realize this is definitely more his speed. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> That's Textbook. hilarious. Textbook Magnus. Okay, so Magnus, you have made that. Um, in response, you see there's a moment where it's the closest that this camp has come to silence since uh, you guys showed up here. Everyone just kind of pauses and looks at it until someone else kind of barks out an order. And uh, you can see there's very focused movements in different directions. Uh, there are some people who seem to be evacuating something, like uh, some cargo from the camp uh, to the west. There are uh, more troops who are being organized, who are formally, like, all marching to the south. Um, You also notice that there are people who are running toward the guard tower to get back up on the walls. Um, You see people carrying, like, the giant bolts for ballista, and so they might be trying to physically fight whatever this entity is. Um, I think that's also relevant to you, Winnie, as you've been kind of sitting here, uh, mostly above and out of the fray. There are large groups of different, like, amounts of guards who are both getting back on the wall and who are coming for this main guard tower specifically. Okay. Um, can we take cover in that little spot that you said that I was not able to see guards in and shoot them from there? Um, maybe. So that that spot that you couldn't see guards in, that's like the second floor of the tower, and that's because there were little embrasure slits. Mm-hmm. Those um, point outside. Oh, right. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then there's a couple that point, like, to the interior of the camp. Um Let's see, who was... I believe it was... By now, uh, Bolak and Aralea have done their, like, sweep and were able to... And have been back for a while now. Uh, but they mm-hmm. let you know that people do seem to be approaching. So, okay. like, pretty soon the guards will be inside this tower and know you're here. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to shoot at them if I have... Like, do I have any... I guess I could leave if we're all leaving, but people don't seem to be... Um, we don't seem to be on the move quite yet. Um, so maybe try to think this out. Um, 
We could, yeah, let me just try to shoot a few of them, see what happens. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you can kind of, like, take your pick. Um, are you going down toward the entry up to, like, the, the tower, like, on the, like, on the ground where people might be coming in? Are you going to go on the, uh, on the wall around the city through that middle level, or are you going to shoot people from the roof? Um, probably from the roof, which is where I am, right? Um, yeah. Just shoot whoever's closest. Yeah, I mean, there's guards kind of running around on the bottom floor or on that wall, either way. Yeah, let's, um, let's do the ones on the Okay. That is a an eight for one shot. Okay. And then oh god. Um a twelve for the second shot. Okay, both of those pass uh and they'll hit. Um, yeah, you're easily able to take a couple guards down. Um go ahead and make me a stealth check. And the target number is right now is going to be eight. Great. The more people you kill, the higher that target number is going to be because you're basic. Eventually, people will look to see which right. way the, the arrows are coming from. Um, that's six, but I'm gonna use a Benny to re-roll. That's nine. Okay, so for right now, you're able to pick off those two guards and a few others, and you've managed to keep your cover pretty well. Um, so you have that. As you uh, begin sort of picking off the stragglers, and Cassini is also right there helping you. Uh, Rob, what is Magnus doing? Um, okay, so uh, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to send two more uh, smoke ravens to... Where did they? Okay, so he's going to send one each to Jasper and Ralph, mm -hmm. um, who are on Team Chaos, and he's going to say, um, two groups exiting the town, troops to the south, an evacuation effort to the west, intercept accordingly. Um, going to give him those orders. You got it, boss. And, uh... You kind of hear some some yelling, I guess, as the the raven hangs up, <laughs> uh, as they're organizing, and they seem. Uh, Ralph seems to be heading south to confront the ones who are going in toward the forest, and or the gr groups that are going toward the forest. And Jasper takes some people, and says that uh, he'll cover the ones out to the west. Great. Um, now the next thing I'd like to do: uh, Are there any conveniently clumped groups of bad guys in the town down below? Uh, give me a notice. Wonderful. What is my notice? Um, oh, that's a hide. I see. That's love those. Nine plus three. That's gonna be twelve. Um, yeah, there are several groups kind of around. Okay, um, so what Magnus would like to do, um, if he is still able to control the illusion without any like sort of extra cost, then he's going to have the illusion point its uh, fiery hammer towards one of those groups, and then Magnus himself is going to cast Blast where the illusion is pointing um, to make it sort of seem like the uh, illusion itself is making this happen. Okay. Um, so blast is a medium uh, blast template, which I'm not sure how big that is or how much that encompasses, but um, I can 
spend an additional power point to make it bigger if I need to. Okay, so um, what's that? That's going to be... I think that's about a 30-foot radius medium blast template. Okay. Cool. So that's probably... Um, how many people is that, like, hitting with that? Oh, gosh. If they're all standing, I don't... I don't want to do that math. There's it's it's pretty dense though. Uh, let's see. Fuck. Oh, I used to be able to do crowd math so easily. No, probably like fifty people. Hell yeah. Okay, then I'm definitely going to spend two additional power points to up the damage to three d six. And if I get a raise, then it goes to four d six. Um, so I'll be spending five power points in all to do this. Yeah. Um, so I need to roll spellcasting to yes. see if this hits. Um, <laughs> okay. This is a d12 right here. Oh my god, I got another six on my on my uh, wild card die, so that explodes. So ten plus six plus five. Okay, so that's twenty-one plus two, so that's twenty-three spellcasting. God, yeah, okay, sure. Um, as this, as this illusory Arcos charges up it's his mace and points it down uh, in the direction of this group of people, a beam of light fires out, which you know to be an illusion. However, right when that beam meets the ground uh, in front of this group of soldiers you immediately ignite this huge burst of sort of like electric static energy that jumps between people hitting even more outside of that initial radius where it came from how much damage how much damage uh, so did you do need to roll 4d6 real quick Um, I'm actually going to spend a Benny real quick, because that was kind of a low roll. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so that's going to be, uh, 14 damage there. Um. It's all of them. Yeah, as you do this, the strike from that sort of lightning energy is so potent there are many who are immediately immolated on contact who a moment later fall down others who were not lucky enough to die immediately are now screaming out in pain at varying levels of likely survival as this continues War is hell. Um, I, are you doing anything else? You're gonna do that a couple more times. <laughs> um, I don't know how the sort of like initiative works uh, anymore. Or if like, I mean, I, I can only do that so many times. But if you want me to do it again, I can. Um, I can cast down more lightning. Let's put a pin in that and yeah. jump over to Arcos. What are you doing at this moment? <clears throat> well, I was running back to the to the troops, ready to uh, launch a surprise attack as they're distracted. 
Uh, I did take a moment to marvel at the 40-foot-tall me <laughs> towering above the land. Um, I imagine that uh, the time that it took for, for all this to go, I'd probably be back with the troops I collected for a uh, for an assault. Yeah, so are you going to charge the city directly? Or you, you get back to these troops? Um what, what do you say? So, the way I'm looking at this, so you, you, you um, if this would make sense, now that they're confused and distracted, and some of them are mounting, uh, mounting an attack on the now anthropomorphized distraction, um, I feel like we could uh, catch them while they're advancing toward it, if they are any advancing toward it, and if not, we can uh, just, uh, just plow through, uh, the chaos and cause as much damage as possible. So, probably approach from, uh, from the south and seeing if we could, uh, uh, seeing if we could exploit the distraction. Yeah. Um, so, before I have you roll some attacks to just see how well you all collectively do, um, in this moment if we were to jump to and from people Winnie is at the top of this tower you Cassini are kind of back to back you know shooting arrows as necessary Um, Erle and Volak have cleared out some area and you guys are essentially using this tower as like a stronghold for cover and are taking people out um, away from there Uh, Arcos begins charging from the south essentially sandwiching those troops who were in the middle uh between Routh and Arcos's group you guys can go um up against them and I guess even probably continue back to the city uh Magnus you have just let out a lightning strike uh just utterly destroying an entire like small I guess field isn't the right word but a small little battalion I guess and um as you all in this moment are fighting for your lives what, how long would you be going? Is the intent here to fight or at any point are you going to withdraw? From Arcos's perspective, um, I, I think that kill them all, Fira will know their own. Um, to keep going until we've done as much damage as possible. Um, I, I think we're fighting until there's nobody left to fight, or at least Arcos will. Uh, his buddy Magnus, he had a saying, war is hell. Um, so, like, for some more context, too, like, we have been fighting a some sort of war, either, like, a, a full-out hot war or a cold war against these forces for like like 200 years 150 years it's been a long time right yeah um oh let me look up exactly it's it's definitely been at least i think the act yeah it's yeah definitely for several hundred years um there have been varying levels of hot and cold war here yeah so like part of this is like from a logistical perspective, we don't have the forces and the infrastructure and we're like deep 
into enemy territory, we like realistically cannot take like a whole garrison's worth of prisoners. And also like we're just in too deep, man. We just like destroyed an entity in the middle of a volcano. Like we're here to to smash. Um it's not wise for us to leave people alive on our on our back as we try to get out of this region. So I think Magnus is well I think Magnus's magic is speaking for itself pretty plainly. Yeah, I mean, I was going to follow everyone else's lead. I'm kind of on defense duty right now. Um, I would think at least um, leaving the camp in a condition, like a, a critical condition at the very least before leaving. But if not, just taking it all out. Okay. Then, in order to expedite this process, um, I am going to have each of you make one skill check. You can actually you each have to make a different skills check. You can't double up. And I want you to tell me what is your main goal or what is the one major thing you're going to try and accomplish and how this skill check would line up with that. Well, I call shooting. <laughs> um, yeah, just Dibs acknowledged. Yeah, um, just to again watch people's back, um, fire off any stragglers that might be trying to leave to go tell people that something's happening. Um, but other than that, just kind of shoot into the crowd, <laughs> um, if that works as a goal. Okay. Um... Yeah, let's see. That's okay. So you, your target number is eleven. Okay. Should I roll now or should I wait? We can wait. We can have everyone roll at once. Okay. Um, <laughs> who's next? Well, I think it only makes sense that I take spell casting. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now with Arcos's troops like entering the camp. I don't want to be throwing around a ton of AOE stuff. Um, so maybe what I want to do is sort of go back to this illusion magic and um, what do I want to do here? I don't. I just don't want to like immolate all of Arcos and his friends. <laughs> um, um, maybe there's something. I mean, you can also cast like several. Like we're we're kind of uh, montaging this, so right. Yeah. Um. So there's a spell that uh, I have called. Um. Oh, I guess that's only on myself. Dang. Um, yeah, so I think that he's just going to fire bolts then. Um, like, he's going to keep the illusion going, but then he's going to fire, like, smaller, more discreet magical spells, like, down onto the enemy that are just, like, they would just be, like, one power point each, basically. Um, but it's just going to be, like, continuing to fling, like, lightning and fire um, down as, like, aerial support onto the battlefield um, to reinforce Arcos and Winnie's efforts. Okay. Good, and your target number is a 10. Okay. And Arcos, what are you doing? So I've been thinking about the fact that there's, we do have a lot of advantages, but there are more of them than there are of us. Um, and I don't want this to be a Pyrrhic victory. I want to 
annihilate them. So, uh, with Ivy allowed to use the healing skill to um, to speed heal our, our our wounded to keep our numbers up to be able to not let the assault falter at all. Yeah. Um, I think as you're going around, um, I'm that, that thing that I mentioned with Magnus, as you're going around in healing, uh, healing in the midst of combat is incredibly taxing. Healing in general takes quite a bit of energy and there is a whole lot of stress and you also are trying to make <laughs> it go incredibly quickly in these circumstances. So True. as, um, your target number is a 13. Got it. That's that's fair given the circumstances. <laughs> I also did just roll them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> um, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as you all work at three different fronts on this assault, how did Winnie do? Let's find out. <laughs> That's a 14. Amazing. So, Winnie, from the top of your tower, you are exactly where you like to be, above the entire battle. Your bow can reach to the far end of the city. Your elven eyes can help you pinpoint exactly where and when someone needs to be, uh, someone needs to loose an arrow. So, not only are you taking them out, you are calling shots. Cassini is calling shots. The four of you, um, of your little group of archers, managed to expand and uh, fighting on both sides of the wall and covering the city and basically uh, providing cover for anyone who might be trying to sneak up on Magnus or thinning out some of the attackers uh, from Arcos and his crew. As you're raining hell from above, Magnus, how, are, how did you do? Uh, Magnus rolled an 11. Okay, yeah. So, um, likewise, as Winnie's arrows are soaring past silently in the night, it's, it's actually, basically, people are just running around and then they just fall over dead, not even seeing where it came from. Um, your magic, on the other hand, is very noticeable as you're shooting out these blasts and moving. You're doing some temporal pulling. You slam two people into each other. You collapse gravity a bit, bringing people to the ground for someone else to bash their head in as they lay uh, asunder. And you guys are... It's, it's like... <laughs> It's almost like whack-a-mole. Like these little areas are just lighting up as you two are providing cover for the entire battlefield. Um, Yannick staying pretty close to you, Magnus, and kind of going out and keeping a clear enough perimeter so no one gets too close to take you out while Winnie covers all of the people who might be on other rooftops or elsewhere. Arcos. So I got a 10, but I'd like to spend a Benny to reroll. You absolutely can. All the bad guys are gonna have bennies. Uh, ah, we can take them. It's fine. The twelve explodes. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> that's a six. Um, plus it's eighteen twenty. That's a twenty-two. Let's go, baby. It's a good benny. <laughs> oh, but I, so I can use my bennies to re-roll. Uh, so that's two exploding sixes. 
Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. That's 28. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Can I give me re-roll again? No, no. So. Because you don't have to re-roll if I spend a Benny, right? No. Okay, yeah, so. Arcos. As you are going out and healing people, you're doing amazing. I would say you're killing it, but you're doing literally the opposite. <laughs> you are bringing the key to the key to triaging on a battlefield, especially with magic, is that it is incredibly important that you get to people before they fall unconscious because you don't want their soul to slip away while you're trying to bring them back. Otherwise, that leads to a whole lot of unpleasantness. <laughs> As you were going there, this is brutal. Um, on both sides, there's no reservations. It is bloody. It is messy. There is carnage and flesh flying around. You get up to someone. A young half-giant, much like yourself, named Ox Twin. Such a cute name. Yeah. Uh, they, you can see they're wearing pretty big plate armor. Uh, but there is a huge wound on their side. It is a lot. They are barely holding on. They took whatever energy was left in them to take out the person who hit them. And as you approach, you know you're going to lose them. But there's that similar feeling that I explained uh, about Magnus. That idea that you're going to lose them because the power that you have access to is limited and there are very particular magical rules. You're not like other people, though. You all have an ability to push that boundary every now and again. And there's a chance if you push further and take more than what is given to you, you might be able to bring this young man back from the brink of death. It might not work, but you could try. What can I do? Do I do I have to roll for that? <laughs> if you are choosing to cross over that boundary and channel everything you have into bringing this person back, you won't have to roll for it if you're willing to accept whatever the consequences might be. But the, the problem is, I... So here's the thing. Technically, I have a hindrance in the game, which is a, a vow, a minor vow, and part of that is to heal the sick, which usually meant, you know, fixing blight problems and squashing blighters, but in this particular case, I I, I kind of have to. You know, it's like the Hippocratic Oath you know, to, to, to help where you can, so um, my uh, 
my hands are tied in this scenario. I, if there's something I have the ability to do, I am avowed to have the responsibility to do it. So I'll, I'll heal the kid. Yeah. Period. Forgive me. And as you close your eyes, bright golden light illuminating in the space between your hands and his body. The wounds begin to stitch themselves shut. And you feel heavier and lighter at the same time. And then Ox Twin's eyes flutter open. He takes a heavy breath. He goes, thank you. I wouldn't let you die here, friend. You've been with us long enough. Remember you can trust me. And he uh, kind of hugs you and just makes a, a curt nod before tottering up to his feet and grabbing his weapon and he's ready to go out for more. He feels fine. God. New friend I'm, alert. <laughs> I'm going to grab his shoulder oh. and say, Ox Twin, that, that was hard to, to see, my friend. Feel free to um, help me heal the wounded instead. Put the sword back. If, if it's all the same to you, can I just keep it here while I'm healing people in case, you know, because someone could sneak up on me? How old are you, Ox Twin? Old enough. Good answer. Get after it. Yeah, uh, so he goes out, and um, based on your checks, you guys spend the next while fighting. I mean, within an hour, basically everyone is exhausted or dead. Um, but more of you are left standing than them. Are you taking prisoners or, or not? Uh, prisoners a strong word, you know? What, Maybe. what would be like the... Uh, we got a frog. What else do we need? <laughs> yeah, so the, my my only question is just like does it even logistically make sense to take prisoners when like we probably need to like flee this area like we need to go back out of like the briar patch so to speak and get back to like the main continent that like has cities and like growing grass and not just this like hellscape of like corrupted fauna around us I mean, to be honest, I don't think anything here is edible, so we probably only have the supplies we brought in. I, I mean, you know. Um, I think if people surrender and put down their arms, like, we will let them live. We just might not take them with us. Um, like, maybe, like, what can happen is, like, if people want to surrender, instead of just killing all of them, we can, like, lock them in like some of this like if this town had a jail we can like just lock them in the cells and like leave them for a while um and like leave them to their own devices and see if they get rescued or stuff but i don't think we're gonna just like kill all prisoners if there's like a decent amount of them left 
Yeah, I would say by the end, some people did manage to get away. Um, unless I guess you could have Jasper still picking them off. Are you going to let people who run away from the city go? I know. Oh, yeah. Like if people are just like like dropping and like running away, I don't think there's like a kill on site order. I think we're more focused on like killing the people that are staying and fighting. Yeah. So um, in that case, yeah, there are people who, who get away. Um, some stay as the numbers get pretty low. A few of them do agree to like uh, lay down arms. And there is like a, what is the word? Prison is like a strong word, but there is like a place where they they were holding captives at some point. There's about 20 people left. Yeah, we'll lock them up. Yeah, so um, as you go in there, you see there are people that um, the Browl had like locked up. What are you doing with them? You going to let them go? You going to talk to them? Uh... Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're being locked up by the Browl, then like, yeah, we're down. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, let. Uh, hey, folks, how long you been locked up here? I it's it's different for each of us. I've only been here a couple of weeks. Some of them have been longer, some less. What are you in for besides being enemies of the Browl? Uh, that's mostly it. Cool, well then you're friends of mine. Now get out of here. <laughs> we gotta do a little bit of a hot swap. Yeah. Um Yeah, you guys they they have, <laughs> they start walking out. Um go ahead and give me a notice check. Nothing gets by old Magnus here. Five <laughs> Man, I'm getting a lot of sixes today. Um, so five plus six, that explodes to three. Um, so that's going to be 14 on the notice. As you begin letting people out, um, you, this elderly woman catches your eye for just a moment. And you see her and she's staring at you, squints a little bit, cocks her head, cackles. And then sort of like makes her way out of the door. Uh, <laughs> I mean, before she leaves, like, does Mag with the fourteen notice? Does Magnus's like special eyes see anything weird about her? Yeah, it's almost as if like there's like an outline of her body just glowing. Ah, uh, ma'am, could you wait a moment? She just keeps walking. Uh, is Julian here with me? Uh, yeah. Julian's uh, actually right outside, I think, was waiting for everyone to go out, is staying with, like, the, the people who you intend to lock up, and he's like, yeah, so, uh, if you guys could just stand here for now. Julian, manage this a moment. Uh, and then Magnus is gonna follow the old lady and just, like, look after her and be like, hey, wait! As soon as you go out of the building, she's nowhere to be seen. Fucking hell. Ugh. You think I'd be used to this by now? Just old women cackling and disappearing into the night. Ugh. Makes me think of Tali's mother. Well, we'll file that away and worry about that when that comes to bite me. Um. I guess she's just... Well, if she's an enemy of the brown, I guess it doesn't matter. Better out than in. Um. 
Okay. Is there anything? Uh, should are we able to like look through the, um, like command center buildings to see if we can find any information about like plans, motives, um, you know, the code breaker for the Enigma machine, like anything right. that we can. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little map with instructions on how to get to the city of gold. Um, yeah, <laughs> you um, you begin scraping through the campsite looking for any sort of documentation, what they were doing, what they had planned, why was their base here, um, and as you all begin making that search, you feel a shudder go through each of your spines. Hello, everyone. It's currently Wednesday, February 7th. We've just released season four episode... What episode is this? 31? episode 31 i hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoy whatever episode you're on right now if you're catching up or if you're on a previous season or whatnot um yeah sorry i haven't been updating as much on the mid-roll announcements recently or the post-roll announcements i guess um just busy with um life stuff and other projects and um that sort of thing But, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep them a little more sparse from now on. Don't expect them every episode, but um, most episodes, maybe every other episode. I don't know. Uh, Sometimes I just don't have the the time or resources to do it in a timely fashion. Um, But anyway, if I I have something really important to update you about, I will do so. Um, And, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for providing our Season 4 theme song. Um, if you want to check out his Patreon, go to patreon.com slash arcanaanthems. You can find us on our socials on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Guildfellows. Amelia's still making a little graphic every week to make a little grid thing for everyone to enjoy. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend going to do that. We want to shout out our Red Circle subs. So we want to say thank you this week to Alice, our Red Circle subscriber. We love you so much and you make our hearts full. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps the show grow and be seen by more people like you. We should be having um, a new episode come out next week. Um, we have some life stuff going on right now, which when aren't we having life stuff go on? Um, but just be aware we might have a, a sparse next few weeks, but we're, we're going to finish out the season. I promise you we're, if it extends for a little longer than we anticipate, then that happens. But we have a few episodes left of season four, um, about five or six maybe. And, um, yeah, we fully intend on seeing that through and then doing some wrap ups for the show. Um, I'll keep you updated on those when I need to. Um, But just know that things might be bumpy for the next few weeks. Um, And I apologize for that. But, you know, life life gets in the way sometimes. If you haven't heard, I have a new podcast out with my friend Mel. Uh, It's a Kingdom Hearts lore podcast. It's called Shedding Starlight. If you're into the Kingdom Hearts series, um, I recommend you go check it out. And uh, it's on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So, yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully we'll have um, an episode out for you guys next week. We'll see. Uh, If not, don't fret. We're not going anywhere. We're just kind of stalled. We're really invested in ending the story. So 
um, it will happen. Just uh, maybe not on, on consistent as a schedule as usual. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.